0: get into some boy let's get into some boy <laughs> one specific boy yeah oh look at that so this, that, might, folks?
1: this might sound like I'm doing you know something like a bit oh, a bit you know I'm he's this, doing a bit well I'm not, I'm, I'm not I mean I've got something for later but I just felt like you remember a few weeks ago I had like you know, uh, some special coffees from from when I moved into my new place, and they gave yeah, you know, the box. The and fun I'd chocolates. Completely forgot that I still had a bunch left, so I'm I'm trying one today, and I've, I felt like it was uh, appropriate for today's episode. is called "The Dreamer." Um, ah, it's what is uh, that? character. Sweet harmony. Whatever the fuck that means. Its intensity is seven out of ten kind of whatever that's based on i don't know
0: yeah what like m- unit of measurement is that
1: oh my god no this is this is not right i should have saved this for julia i should not have had this um
0: julia <laughs>
1: do you want some coffee description is a uh, a deluxe decaf i don't want a decaf i need caffeine oh no i need to go fucking mental sorry i need guys. to be I'm anxious be, i'm gonna be really really <laughs> Just the downer boy in this episode because of this. Now he doesn't um, have coffee.
0: But you if know, you hadn't have read it, dude, I think you'd be chill. Sure. Yeah, you think It would have effect. been like a
1: placebo. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, a deluxe decaf with balanced notes of delicious honeyed chocolate and a fragrant walnut finish.
0: They always say that with nutty notes of chocolate, and it's Let me like see. Oh, every coffee thing.
1: You know, the first thing that I taste is that it doesn't have caffeine in it. You know, like. <laughs>
0: You know what? This tastes like empty.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm supposed this to be like, like false advertising.
1: Feeling good, and um, you know, one the thing dreamer died no, because you're just
0: dreaming about having real coffee.
1: Yeah, again, ladies and gentlemen, not a snack time, but there was a little chocolate not that goes time. with it. It's you know, um, this one is. Also called the Dreamer, milk chocolate walnut and honey. Okay, so yeah, the same notes. But
0: but, but that did not actually have chocolate in it. Um, <laughs> it's just you know what I mean. It's like fake vegan. chocolate. Yeah. Um,
1: again, we get a nice little honeycomb like you know inlay inlay you know or something. I I don't know. I'm trying to pretend like it's like a guitar or something. It's got you know
0: honeycomb inlays and a whammy bar
1: and a whammy bar. <laughs> <laughs> got honeycomb inlays in a whammy bar. I know
0: why we punched. my mouth. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See, if I had yeah. decaf, I would have been right in that mouth, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, so sorry, now no, you're like you're like way
1: off. You're yeah, like way the decaf off. Decaf is man. throwing me off, man. I can't even talk straight anymore. <laughs> Welcome to the Pontaral Cinema. Presented by the Prince Charles Cinema and the Comes Collective. This is your host, Jonathan Foster. And I am here today with my boy boy. Hey. <laughs> What's up, Phil? How's
0: it gone? Hello, hello. Back on, back at it again at the Krispy the Kreme. Yeah. Just ready. Just so... So ready. Just so ready. Just so, like, you know... I don't know. Insert a joke about how I'm depressed. You know? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> Phil. We're
1: supposed to be feeling <laughs> oh, good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're sorry. supposed sorry. to be sorry. feeling good, you
0: know? Sorry. I'm coming up, you know? You, you know. know? I'm trying. You know what? To be honest, i had a hard couple of days. Oh, Family yeah? Family issues. Mm. Family issues and whatnot. And... You know, it's nice to be on the show with you. You know, even if it's a film that only reminds me of the thing uh causing me stress and pain. Hmm. But what are you Yeah, what are you gonna do? How 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 are you? I'm doing all right.
1: You know, like I looked yeah. into uh, you know my DVD collection, and I I saw the film that we're about to talk about on that shelf, and I looked at that case, and I was just like. Looking at it, I was like, Mr. YTT, can you please, you know, do something good for me? You know what? You know what? And I looked at it, and I, I said it almost like Halle Berry said to Billy Bob Thornton in that film <laughs> Monsters Ball, you know, when they're about to have sex. And she's just like,
0: I want you to make me feel good. That made me really uncomfortable.
1: That's how I felt when
0: I was about to put this DVD in. <laughs> Do you say that before every movie or just every Taika Waititi movie?
1: Just ta- Taika Waititi.
0: So like before Thor, Love and Thunder.
1: Make me feel good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, nah, well, the the free swag made me feel good. Yeah,
1: the free swag.
0: Is that on eBay now or what?
1: Um, not yet. I'm too lazy. I've got like a few, quite a few things I need to put on eBay. Did I send
0: you those pictures?
1: Yeah, yeah, you did.
0: Yeah, you can you can use that.
1: One second. I mean, I, I'm sure I just posted it. Like
0: I'm ahead of the game. Bro. Mm.
1: Trying to send
0: you something. Here we go. oh Oh my god!
1: <laughs> Just the photo. I
0: mean, superimposed in the oh, background. dude, I <laughs> love that. And you know what? It actually fit perfectly into that post.
1: Yeah, so I'm a good Photoshop guy. Hire me.
0: Yeah. I hope people love that episode. I hope they do as
1: well. I think they will. I think it's
0: our best episode. Yeah,
1: probably ever. Uh, there was some people out there who might have thought something's wrong with me. I don't know, and you know, mm-hmm. it, it might have it might sound like that. You know, I'm sitting here talking about Monsters Ball and stuff, but you know, I actually just really am just disappointed in myself because like I really wanted to do like a mashup of Feeling Groovy and uh, that clip from Monsters Ball and Halle Berry saying that to Billy Bob Thornton because it's really <laughs> uncomfortable and that be like the little. Like feel good season like intro song, fun. and I forgot yeah. to do it. So that was just me like you know having my own laughs. You know, sorry mm. guys, you had to deal with that disgusting thought that was in my head. Hopefully,
0: just the idea of it is funny.
1: Yeah, I mean the idea of like <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel's "Feeling Groovy," da 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 da, such a goofy fucking song. I want you to song. make me feel good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like what a. What a good intro song for this season. You know, you, know, you know, like, sometimes you're, like, having a conversation and, like, you say something weird and you're like, I wonder if anyone ever said that. <laughs> like, you know, like, those yeah. words in that order, that was yeah. a really weird thing to say. Yeah. And I don't—I think you just found one there. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone has thought to, like, mash up Fabio Garfunkel with Halle Berry from Monster 4.
1: Yeah, obviously not. And I think uh, Natalie Portman, you know, from... Garden State would be proud of my totally unique randomness. <laughs>
0: no random. <laughs>
1: manic Pixie Dream Girl and all. <laughs> um, maybe I'm a Manic Pixie Dream Boy, you know, for all you listeners out there.
0: The official Manic Pixie Dream Boy of the podcast.
1: Yeah, but I think there is something wrong with me. And some of you listeners out there think so as well. User feedback. Hey, hey, hey,
0: user
1: feedback, Listen, feedback. So yeah, Claire Claire said, uh, listening back to Snack Time in this episode, talking about the Spider-Verse episode, combined with uh recent Young Sheldon post.
0: Threat of Young Sheldon.
1: Makes me highly concerned John has developed mad cow disease. Otherwise, great up. So, you know, at least it was a good episode. How, do you think you have developed mad cow disease? I don't know, man. There was something in that wrestlers.
0: Yeah, something not right. I thought we killed all that livestock, but you know. Maybe that's why Russell isn't still going. Yeah. Because it's not because of quality.
1: No, not at all. No. I mean, it's...
0: I mean, we'll see. We'll just monitor you week to week. Yeah. We'll just see if you say any more weird shit. I mean, to be fair, you you already have. So.
1: Yeah, I've said a lot of weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> Had some weird thoughts. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, we were talking about um Thor and uh, all that. Young Sheldon. Confused. Yeah. Uh, oh, Young Sheldon. I mean, that was just... That was me, like wanting to put that out there because I want to start a young Sheldon podcast because I think there, you know, there's a need for it, and people were trying to give me shit about it, and I was just like, you know, hey, you just wait until I become the most popular podcast in the world, and you know, you're wanting a guest on it, so
0: this might out. be it, yeah. You know, we're, we're we're not jumping on any sort of rewatch podcast bandwagon, yeah. and you know, nobody else is doing it,
1: yeah. Come on, come at me, come at me, Jim Parsons, what are you gonna do?
0: Yeah. What, what are you doing, making Garden State 2? Get out of here
1: <laughs> Wow, there's a lot of Garden State crossover in this episode It's pretty good, Yeah, we're doing well
0: This is why Nag Braff doesn't get work in Hollywood anymore <laughs> Yeah,
1: because we're, we, we're, yeah, we're too good We're just too funny We're getting all the should we
0: have? Should we do a Young Sheldon podcast And get Nag Braff on it <laughs> And he's like, why am I on this? And he's like, because you did that movie with Jim Parsons like, oh, Okay, is he on this show? No I played the other one. The other Sheldon. Okay. Should we watch that show? No. We want to watch this show.
1: Do you have that <laughs> I think we both collectively have mad out disease. Yeah. Uh, I think it's
0: just in the air, man. I think it was just fucking COVID
1: wrecked our brains.
0: Yeah, that long COVID.
1: We, we were talking about Thor briefly in this episode. If you're confused by that, that's because there's a Thor episode over there on Patreon. As we said last week, you can go... Get your bonus episodes for a little as one pound a month by becoming a dude over at patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. You know, we've we've said that all these bonus episodes, they include all the relaxed fit new film discussions with quite a few already over there in the back catalog and out this week. It just went out as it's Saturday, the 23rd of July. I just posted it out Taika Waititi's and Love and Thunder. Thor, Thor love, and Thunder. Thor and Thunder. Thor, Love and Thunder. And uh, yeah, we totally didn't talk about clothes the whole time. I mean, I don't really know where that rumor got started.
0: I don't know why people are even yeah. talking about that. Um,
1: anyway, that's patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. Uh, learn to how Patreon. you can look cute in your summer fits, especially if you're not feeling very good about yourself.
0: Especially if you used to be a fat guy.
1: Yeah, it's a perfect episode for you. Yes, so throw love and thunder out there for all of those backers. And hey, Phil, you know what goes nicely with that bonus episode? Yeah. is what we're talking about this week with my feel good pick. What is it,
0: Feel. It's a boy. Oh.
1: Kia ora, my name is Boy. And welcome to my interesting world. My favourite person is Michael Jackson. Wanna see some Michael Jackson dance moves? My favourite subjects are art, social studies.
0: I'll kick both your nuts off and you will have none.
1: And Michael Jackson. I have a six year old brother called Rocky. He's got powers. Hey boy. boy. Hey boy. Thank you boy. I'm named after my dad. He's overseas doing some pretty important stuff. I mean you're a liar. Your dad's in jail for robbery.
0: People call me a dumb honky all the time. I don't go around punching them out. Why not?
1: Because they use your children. Who are you? Boy. Alright. Oh, I'm your dad. Oh. I think you can handle having the incredible hope for a damn? How long was he here for? Dunno. No, she was my dad.
0: What are you looking for?
1: Treasure. Can you stop calling me dad? Sounds weird. I want to get to know him. Why? Because I'm like him. I'm like him more than you. You don't know anything. I'm all alone on this planet. Sorry, I am like I am. Sometimes got people trying to bring me down, you know. The government mainly. Got a girlfriend. There's this girl that really likes me a lot, but I don't know if I want to, you know, get involved. Mm-hmm. Well, don't get her pregnant. That's all. Set in 1984, Boy, played by James Rollison, is an 11-year-old dreamer. Let's take a sip of that coffee.
0: Like decaf.
1: <sighs> Who loves Michael Jackson. He lives with his brother Rocky, played by, I'm going to butcher this name. I'm sorry. It's a really like the proper names. Maori name with <laughs> a lot of yeah, yeah. a lot of words. Te Aho Aho Eketoni Witu. Maybe? That might be all right. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. He also lives with a tribe of deserted cousins and his nan. In
0: All named after 80s shows.
1: <laughs> Wahal <Wild laughs> Bay, New Zealand. Uh, Boy's other hero, his father, Alamein, played by Taika Waititi, is a subject of Boy's fantasies. And he imagines him as a deep sea diver, a war hero, a war hero. Wow, war, a war. war, two, two wars, wars? Uh, and a friend of Michael Jackson. In reality, Alamein is an inept wannabe gangster who has an obsession with the ET and has been in jail for robbing a gas station. When Alamein returns home after seven years away, boy is forced to confront the man he thought he remembered, find his own potential and learn to get along without the hero he'd been hoping for. It's the 2010 coming-of-age comedy drama written and directed by Takewa Titi.
0: Hot takes out the gate, Phil. Boy! This generation! I might, I might, cry, I might cry during this episode. Mm. Like, head up.
1: Well, just pass the um, duchy on the left-hand side. You'll be all right.
0: I'm going to pass the duchy over to you. This is your pick. I want to hear your hot take. I, I, I don't want to you know, jump the gun.
1: You were asking me what the hell's wrong with me, though.
0: A little bit, yeah. you know, because, you know, this, these were comfort films. <laughs> you know, these are films that, like, you know, it's supposed to make you feel good. And this it's like, an unbearably sad, painful coming-of-age movie. It, it, not, not to say that it's not funny and, like, yeah. sweet and upbeat and, uh, in moments, but, like... You know, I think I just watched it. You know, on a bad day. Yeah. Um, no, I but,
1: get it. I get it. I
0: but get it. but I want I want to know what what is it about this movie? What makes it a comfort film for you? What? Do, well, do you,
1: not it's hot take. It, Phil, you know, it's not that like a film needs to be like fun and feel good all through it to be a comfort absolutely film, right. You know, so absolutely sometimes right. you yeah. got to wallow in a bit of like, uh, you know, daddy sadness. issues and sadness. Right? You know. I and um, I felt like it was appropriate for both of us to, like, get into that because we obviously have our own little daddy issues going on. Is yeah, of course. rearing yeah. its ugly head on this podcast, <laughs> uh, even though <laughs> no one wants to hear that. They want to, like, listen to us to escape their problems. And all we ever do is just unload our
0: problems. But no one ever asks us how we're doing. You know? How are we feeling? How yeah. are we coping? All they want is for us to talk about young Sheldon. Yeah, young Sheldon. Oh
1: young Sheldon, young Sheldon, Young Sheldon. That's all I ever hear. And it's just like, it's cool, man. I'm just wait. Just wait. I'm gonna do it. Um, you know, I gotta get through Big Bang Theory first, you know? So it's the Sheldon verse, you know? You gotta you gotta hang out and you know, hold tight. It'll get there. Jeez. Um but yeah, boy, you know, boy, it really is a fun fucking movie for me i think like uh that has its twists and turns of being like a, it's a roller coaster of emotions mm. you know i like a film like this i like a film that like you know can make you feel really happy and having a good time having a laugh um but then also like a film that could just really pull the rug out from under you like mm. another film that's like a similar vibes where it's like a lot of weird well, it reminds me of my dad, and it's about a father, but it's not necessarily like from the kid's perspective sure of of a recent film that really just floored me, but I've already talked about it on the podcast is uh uh Thunder Road.
0: Jim oh Blake. man but oh, that's yes, like sort sure.
1: of a, like you know you could feel good watching it because it's like there's lots of fun to be had but then also you know it reminds you you're a fucking human and just like pulls the fucking rock out from under you <laughs> maybe that's what makes me feel comfortable feeling um, mm. alive um mm. i don't know i saw this film like it's a 2010 film and i saw it's it like now yeah probably 2016 17 or something like that same there was a like a collection of uh, film programmers called MISC Films. Uh, one of the guys is Michael from uh, the Studio Ghibli, Ghibliotech podcast, mm-hmm. and the other is Ronan Woods. You should follow her on Twitter if you want a job in the film industry, because she fucking tweets out every possible job. It's really cool. Um, But yeah, they're both really cool people and they used to run these like random, like just unseen films at the cinema every so often. Uh, They did a few with us at the PCC and they did boy like a year before or like, you know, maybe six months before it finally got properly released in Mm -hmm. the UK. So it was originally just like they somehow got the rights through the New Zealand Film Commission to show it at the Prince Charles. So that was sort of like one of the first like UK screenings of it. So it was one of these films that just never really got released. And that's how I saw it. And when I saw it, it just blew me away. Like I was just like, man, this film is so good. It's it's funny. It's uh, sad as shit at times. Um, Ups and downs, man. And the fucking kids in it are amazing. Like the kid who plays boy is so good. And then his brother, Mm. Rocky, they're so cute. And just hilarious and just tremendous performances, and I think this yeah. is the kind of stuff I want to see from Taika Waititi. Is like, I think it's his best movie. Uh, it's one of the most fun and real ones. Um, like I, I don't know. Like I really like Jojo Rabbit. It was a fun film, but like there was something about like this style of movie. I think sometimes it's weird. Like I don't want to like put someone in a box and tell them like, oh, you should just like make you know stories from your homeland and stuff but it's like there's probably plenty of stories that he could tell that could be Mm -hmm. like New Zealand based stories and stuff that he's got a name for himself that he could really like branch out now that I'd like to see a little bit more of that um from Mm -hmm. him now like because we said like spoilers at the end of our Thor episode that I think like one of the things I'd like to see is Taika Waititi to not do more Marvel and not do Star Wars just go back to doing like his fun
0: stories you know
1: like wilder people was really fun as well so i mean mm. you know there's stories that could be told um that i think like would just add so much more to like family and like um you know coming of age stories and you know comedies and dark comedies and you know tragic mm. movies i mean i don't know maybe you can win back some of those people who <laughs> got on board with them that somehow seem like they don't care about them anymore but
0: i think yeah, uh, yeah it was a good film to watch right after th- Thor, um, and I like Thor, but it was like uh, the charm is kind of waning here. Mm. Um, and then you go back to this, and you're like, ah, there it is. Yeah, like <laughs> it just worked. Yeah, and like, all jokes aside, I I love this film. I think it's a beautiful film, and like, it reminds me a lot of um, something we did recently, which is Stand by Me. Yeah, um, and that I think it's like just sort of like it's pitched perfectly in terms of like tone and how it handles this story of a kid and from his perspective and it deals with that really, I know watching it on this watch, like just the title seemed to mean so much more to me this time. Yeah. Um, You know, with boy being his name, but you know, you're witnessing boy becoming a man and then seeing his dad, who is a adult become boy in his life. Mm. You see that he is the child in this situation. And like I told you, it's like, you know, been through a bit shit recently and i watched two fucking films back to back both very similar both quite you know uh painful to watch uh and now it's cinema paradiso and boy and i think they're very similar in that they are about the same thing in the fact that you can never go back home and that these you know these things are lost as you grow up and these things are constantly changing and you know childhood is fleeting and innocence is fleeting and you know, there's not to say there isn't joy and beauty and you carry that in your memories and feeling towards people, but, like, I feel like this movie really dials in in a nice, more personal and minimalist way. Yeah. Especially in that world, like, you don't get to see movies in that world a lot. I agree with you. I'd like to see him go, do, like, go back to do movies in New Zealand and stuff because I would appreciate that he always has, like, his, like, culture and heritage in whatever movie he makes and this is obviously quite, in you know, direct about it. But it's just it's so unbearably sweet and relatable. It's just this little kid trying to, you know, lived in a world of fantasy. because he hate, you know, hate life and you know, yeah. misses his mother and it's like dead, fucking deadbeat, and he does all that shit. Is too painful to deal with. So it's like yeah, the world of Michael Jackson and samurai. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, and
0: yeah. it 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 just does that really well. It reminds me of all like the Indian movies at the time. Like Napoleon Dynamite and like Wes Anderson, but without feeling like, oh, he's just ripping the enough. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. it feels still wholly unique as a voice. It's very funny, it's very well cast. It's my, f- I think, my favorite Taika Waititi performance. Yeah. Because he's just really good at as an asshole. And even, you know, he still gets moments of sort of re- where he's a bit sort of redeemed towards the end where you at least get to see more sides to him and I appreciate that but now I mean, this movie is amazing and it just really fucked me yeah. up on this watch but I'm glad Like, but I remember it doing the same thing this is only the second time I watched it and the first time I watched it was for the same reason because it, it, we were playing at the cinema yeah. and years after it had come out and like I knew Taiko Waititi from What We Do in the Shadows and Flight of the Concorde, and I was like I like this dude and I missed it at the cinema, but mm. like I made a point of watching it at home one day and I'm just like, I love it. Yeah. This is just yeah, yeah. such a beautiful movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad we get to talk about it. Yeah, really, me too. Really, like, really cool. It's
1: definitely my favorite Taika Waititi film.
0: Me um, too. I can I, say that. Yeah. I would
1: say like close second would probably be what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. But like this, oh man, it yeah, it just completely floored me when I saw it the first time. And yeah, it's like every time I watch it, I, like, notice things that I just never noticed before. And this time was, like, something so glaring that I can't believe I've never noticed before. Um, but I th- I think it's because of the placement of where it happens. So, mm-hmm. you know, boy, he's, like, a dreamer. He's, he's, ha- he's basically living in false memories as well, like, yeah, as yeah, a yeah. defense mechanism. So his father, like, you know, he's obviously creating these fake, you know, stories to, like, I guess... Also, comfort his brother Rocky, which is very sweet. Like, he's just. Oh, when Rocky you find
0: out about like Rocky Powers and stuff, yeah. you're just like, oh man, <laughs> this is <laughs> so dark.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Rocky, yeah, Rocky in general is so cute as well. He's just like, oh, oh
0: man, God. the kids are just on form.
1: Yeah. So basically, like, he, he, like, is. Coming up with all these scenarios, you know, he's talking to, he's bigging up, he's lying about all this stuff, like to uh, mm. his goat and stuff, which is his only friend, and you know, it's like the all goat. this stuff. I think that's really well, that, when the, I forgot about the goat. Yeah, that's when like it, like the tw- the twist in the story. It's is not fun the, anymore. The goat gets yeah, hit by the car.
0: Yeah, and it's just, it's like, just a oh, dog. Fuck. fuck. Yeah.
1: But yeah, like when he's like thinking all these memories about his dad, and then there's moments where he's like he's sitting with Rocky and he's talking about like, you know, and having these memories flashback of like, you
0: they know, come back. his
1: dad being there and his dad's like there when they're on the tree and they're like, you know, looking out in the sea and they all seem happy. And then there's like, his dad's there when, like, when he's when Rocky's born and then he's like sad and everything. And, um, that's such a gutting scene to see, you know, like Taika Waititi's character, just Alamein, just like leaning over and crying and got, he has and then blood on him. It more gutting. Yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, there's the scene. So the shocking moment in the film, especially the first time you watch it. Spoilers. If you haven't seen it, you should stop this episode. Watch this shit. Come watch back. it. Please. Um, yeah. Because it's worth a watch. It's a very good movie. Um, but there's there's a scene where like, boy is fucking drinking, and he's been smoking. Yeah. And then the bikes go by, and he's sitting on the bridge, and he falls over, and it's so it's, shocking. Yeah. It's like holy shit. Because yeah. you're so invested in him and the story and everything to a point where you're like, please, like, do not kill nothing this bad happen to this like, kid. Like, do yeah. not kill this kid. Um, and he is fine, but then at that moment, he starts having these like flashbacks of the reality of those memories. Yeah, the moment
0: of clarity. And yeah. I
1: never noticed until this time that Alamein Taika Waititi isn't in any of those memories. It's the same no. memories that flashback earlier. Same this shots. time, it's He's without Taika Waititi in it. And I don't know how I never noticed it. And it's fucking even more gutting. I think it's because you get distracted by the boy falling. Yeah. But like so much shit. is happening.
0: And it makes that moment at the end even Better where he finally confronts Shogun, yeah, um, <laughs> Shogun. on the throw, you know, in the garage, and it's just, and he says really painful things to him. It's like, yeah. I don't remember you. I don't remember you, you, you. there. Yeah, you weren't there. you weren't there? And he's just slapping <laughs> him like, and just go. Him. Yeah, and like I imagine Taiko just like, just go for it, like yeah. really try to hurt me. Like their relationship is so. Realistic, yeah. Especially as it grows, like Taika shows. up and he's just like, "Oh yeah, I'm your dad," yeah. and he's just like, "Oh, you want a tea?" And they're a tea <laughs> yeah, in the car. car, and he's like, "You want to come in?" He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we should." And it just it goes from really awkward, you know, like, "I'm your dad," you know, I don't know you. I guess I'll shower you with presents I've clearly stolen. Yeah, um, and like you know, and he's like, "Ah, oh, you know, I don't want to drag this kid around." And then he actually he starts using the kid. You know, yeah. He's looking for his money and stuff. But then they do sort of, sort of start to bond even with his with to being his dad. It's just he won't grow up. He doesn't even want to be called dad. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to watch as well. Again, yeah. it, it that's like what a horrible thing to hear at the boy for like your dad to be like, Don't do that, don't call me dad. But like the like to to be able to have so much fun in this movie, it's really funny. Really fucking funny. Like everybody just on form.
1: Yeah.
0: There's loads of great throwaway lines. All the Michael Jack stuff really gets me. Like when he's trying to impress Chardonnay. Yeah. You know, God. like, you want to see some Michael Jack the move? He did that at the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love all that stuff. Um, The hurry up, your egg. Um, yeah. You, you egg. know, like, your egg, you egg Shut you up, boiled egg. egg. <laughs> yeah. But there's all these like lovely running jokes. But then, yeah, just. I think it's, it's something I've missed in his last few films. And that, like, I feel like I said it in Thor that a lot of his movies are tonally sort of a bit all over the place.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, you know, they sort of range from like really funny to like really emotional and dark. Mm. And it, like, Jojo Rabbit, especially, it's like a, it's like a, like falling off a cliff. It's quite drastic. But here it's just, it's all happening at once and it's all handled really fucking well.
1: Yeah, I think he has a better grasp on that like transition here. Like it just
0: mm-hmm. it
1: it does kind of like get you when he like falls and that shit ch- kind of all breaks down. But it's sort of it's like a slow building to that. Yeah, you're yeah. building to it. Whereas Jojo Rabbit like. Yeah, we're dealing it's with halfway Nazis. through the film, you're like, what? Yeah, you, you, of course we're dealing with Nazis, but he's making light of it, and it's kind of fun. And then it just like, yeah, it's like literally the rug pulled out from under you. It's like mm. Jesus, what the fuck? <laughs> it's,
0: a, it's, a, it's a fucking gut punch. <laughs> yeah,
1: wait, I mean, but Taika Waititi, so like, he's so good at those sort of things. Like he, you know, he even throws it into like the Thor films and stuff as well. You know, and yeah, um, even what what we do in the shadows, even though that's like Jemaine Clement as well, is like the co-director but like they have moments of like kind of deep sadness in those films as well like yeah you, know, yeah. you just but, forget uh, how
0: good of a performer he is as yeah. well like that's not his like main thing like he's always in his movies yeah and like we can joke that you know he does always kind of play himself but there are very big differences in the characters he played yeah and I think him and Alamein um who I think is probably based off his father in some respect I know like his character and what we do in the shadows was based off his mum and yeah, I've heard him talk yeah. about how he' played both his parent and movie yeah but like it's uh he lets himself sort of be a piece of shit. Mm. like there's no like cute like oh I'm takaway TT and like everybody loves me you know it's that sort of thing it's just like he lets himself be like you know ugly and sort of unlikable for a lot of this movie in yeah. service of the story yeah um and you and it's such a shame because you're ahead of the kid, right? You you see how he is. Yeah. The boy isn't seeing that. He's still seeing him as this hero for a, a large part of it.
1: He's also masqueraded in the fact that he's like, it is Taika Waititi and he is like good looking and he looks cool as shit. Like in this film, yeah, yeah. Like the, like the crazy the horses, the is like crazy East horse Coast gang. jacket is fucking yeah. cool. Like he looks really cool. cool. And you can see yeah. why a little, like, you know, a 10 or 11 year old kid. Or even some of the older kids that, like, you know, the bullies that kind of end up, uh, you know, wanting to be a part Joining of the, the gang. Horse. Yeah. Horses, like You could see why they would be, like, into him. Because he seems cool. Yeah. And he's got a couple he's a of Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> he looks cool. And he talks all this game and stuff. But he is just kind of a loser. Which is, like, a yeah. great sort of thing. Um, well, Boy was filmed in Waha Bay in, uh, in the Bay of Plenty where Taika Waititi grew up. Uh, the film is inspired by true and imagined memories, as he as he has said. He said, part of what makes this film distinct is the humor. I want to explore the painful comedy of growing up and interpreting the world. I believe that mm. despite our faults and inadequacies, through all pain and heartache, there is still room to laugh. I think uh, that's what makes my films different, the feeling that although there is often darkness... There is also bits of light to encourage hope and hold on to possibility. See, there we go. Feel good movie, Phil. Feel good movie. (laughs) (laughs) The film was developed by Taika Waititi after his successful
0: 2004
1: short film, Two Cars, One Night, which I sent you a link on. I don't know if you got a chance to watch
0: it. I I didn't, but I will watch it. (laughs) I mean,
1: it's like, it's not much to it, really. It's only like 11 minutes or so. Mm. Um, But the short film follows like a boy and his brother who are sitting in a car and they meet a girl while sitting parked outside of a pub in New Zealand. So it very much mirrors those those scenes of like when um, Dynasty is like at her car and Boy is at the other car and they're parked outside mm. and then all that mm. shit sort of breaks up breaks down with like his father the gang and stuff. Fight. the gang fight. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's um it's that sort of similar vibe and there's little moments like little lines and stuff that are picked up here and there, like you know, when boy's like sitting in that car and dynasty comes up and she's like you know why i pulled you over <laughs> like he does the boy does that to this girl the yeah. short film's pretty funny because it's like he basically is just like this snotty little kid who's just like you know hey girl hey ugly girl <laughs> hey ugly girl and he's just like gigging her and stuff <laughs> like <Yeah>. eh. <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny but then they end up she she like you know ends up letting him into the car and they're just sitting there kind of talking and it's a really sweet little film, um, and it would win a ton of awards at like festival on the festival circuit. And it was actually nominated for best live action short film at the 2005 Academy Awards. Wow! At which Taika Waititi pretended to be asleep when they announced him as a nominee.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: <laughs> and uh, he would end up losing to Andrea Arnold for her short film *Wasp*. And years later, he would uh, go on to joke when he accepted the Academy Award for best. Adaptive Screenplay for Jojo Rabbit. He said, losing to Andrea Arnold, it took me probably 13 years just to get over that. Because of what she did to me back then, it was disrespectful. Although Wasp was an incredible short film, she didn't need to do that. And now look at me, Andrea. Then he says, I played the long game. Man, I played that long game. (laughs) But yeah, it was funny because I saw him... Uh, a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic, like at BAFTA, like the BAFTA, um, this event <clears throat> here in London, because Paul is a BAFTA member, uh, put him on blast. Shut up. Shut up, Paul. Um, but yeah, he, he like had a couple of tickets to this thing and he couldn't go. And it was just like a talk. And they played uh, the short film before. Uh, and he sort of was talking about his career a bit. I really don't remember what point it was like if Jojo Rabbit had come out yet or not, but they were playing mm-hmm. two cars one night and he was sort of talking about like, you know, his experiences of like becoming a, you know, writer and director and like, you know, all that sort of stuff and kind of, I don't know, just, you know, trying to inspire people to mm-hmm. create their stories and just make films. And the film, like for whatever reason, the sound just wasn't working. <laughs> and It was really funny, like. He just came out like he hadn't even been announced yet. They were like, we're going to show this film and then is going to come out. And then he just he just comes out and he's just like, hey, what's going on here? And he just like, <laughs> you know, sticks his head in front of the screen and he's like, I ain't got no sound. And he just started like, you know, doing, doing uh, the sound himself, but it was just like making fun of it and stuff. And it was just like really odd and weird and then they just turned it off and he was just like yeah uh, that's kind of the story of my career <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like i said funny. at the end of that thor episode like that's just taiko atiti man like he's just like such a joker like yeah he barely answered shit. any of the questions thoroughly because he's just like always joking around so it's like yeah. i don't know he's just a funny dude but um yeah. yeah if boy first emerged though out of the project called choice which was accepted into the Sundance Writers Lab in 2005, where Taika Waititi would work shop with Dog Day Afternoon writer Frank Pearson and the writer of Running on Empty slash the mother of Maggie and Jake Gyllenhaal, Naomi Gillenhall. Gyllenhaal. Uh, so yeah, you got to work with these like pretty big writers and everything to help craft this script. But instead of making the film into his first feature, which he does sometimes still consider Boy to be his first film. Um, even though it's the second. He went on to go make the 2007 Napoleon Dynamite-influenced inf- oddball romance, Eagle versus Shark. This is one I haven't seen yet. Yeah, so Eagle versus Shark, it's got Jermaine Clement in it. Um, what's her name? Like Lauren Horsley. Um, so Taika Waititi and Lauren Horsley, I think, were a, like a, a pair back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, they co-wrote this film and then jermaine clement starred in it and stuff so they were kind of like all in the same circle back then i mean it's like it's a little too napoleon dynamite like vibes for me like you know you could tell it's the
0: first film you know it's gonna be right it's
1: you could tell like you know that's that's like you know of that time you know it's sort of the same thing with like juno and stuff you know
0: napoleon dynamite quickly becoming like the velvet underground of our podcast but like (laughs) Everyone who saw Napoleon Dynamite went and made a feature. Yeah, you yeah, know?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he would spend like you know the next three years developing. Boy, he said that the original script choice was a lot more dramatic and it had more of a, about the brother relationship rather than the father son dynamic. He said that having taken a break from Eagle versus Shark was like actually quite good for him, and he was able to come back and reread it and realize like. This was, oh, no. like yeah. written by someone else, and you know he needed to completely change it. Plus, he learned how to make a movie and stuff. So
0: in the meantime, so yeah. when he
1: came, you know, to actually do, boy, it would like actually be better, which it was. He would go on to write a few more drafts and eventually change the title away from "Choice," which "Choice" is like you know slang for a "cool" or "awesome," which they do use. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very '80s word that you yeah. know went away, came, you know, it was replaced for like "cool" or "awesome," but then it you know came back so choice kind of yeah. i don't know
0: but he was worried they trying it, to make choice happen
1: <laughs> he was worried that it wouldn't translate to other countries which i mean
0: i would take it very literally yeah it sounds like a very was, melodramatic title
1: yeah it sounds like you know like a choice truth but, no, like you, yeah you have a choice. yeah
0: literally dude Sounds <laughs> like a pro-life movie you know like a propaganda <laughs> movie
1: <laughs> then the name was changed to the volcano he said it was a big pain of about uh, this kid's potential to be bigger than than he is and just bloom or explode. And where the film was shot was uh, this island called White Island, which is a volcano, a volcanic island, which is still active. And it It hasn't exploded in a long time. So uh, it was a character in the script as well. And then while we were shooting the film, And the film was still called The Volcano. And it was even called that during the editing. And then they just cut a lot of the stuff out. And they refined (laughs) the story into the most important elements. And in the end, it just became this simpler story and narrative. And they focused on boy. And then they were just like, this is obvious. Like,
0: It's such a simple title. And it worked perfectly, yeah.
1: They just called it what it was. Um, So he said that it became a conscious effort to add in more comedy to the script. Uh, because it was really dark to begin with, and Taika Waititi said that um, one of the things that I like about these kinds of stories is there's a mixture of comedy, a nice balance between comedy and drama. Uh, so once I picked at that, I just launched into it, and I was much happier writing that stuff than coming up with all this stuff that we were shooting. So mm. uh, let's get into the cast. We got James Rolleston as Boy, aka Alamein, aka Little Shogun. Um, <laughs> call me little shogun fucking <sighs> incredible actor so apparently
0: <laughs> yeah who is this kid man like this is like the hardest thing doing a movie about kids right yeah. it's the casting as we've seen very recently with this with a star war
1: yeah um <laughs> yeah.
0: but like this film kills it like across about every it feels like like none of them are actors. Yeah, so like he yeah, just yeah. picked up off the street. That's but like exactly they don't. what he did, Phil. Basically, <laughs> but, yeah. But they're like none of them are like like um like weird in front of a camera. Yeah, like to do yeah. that and then to have them all very natural, and uh, and if you're just filming them,
1: he obviously was like searching for kids who wanted, like you know, I guess wanted to be actors and stuff, and like you know, for kids who had talent in that sort of degree. But he was also searching for kids that like were themselves were the characters basically his idea was like i didn't want like to have boy be this like kid who is from the city and stuff who is all stuffed mm-hmm. up and trying to pretend like he was like this kid because this is this is like where he grew up this is like how kids are from where he's at this is how he was when he was a kid
0: running around smoking weed eating ice pop <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he, he doesn't always say that like this is like you know about me and my life and stuff he like you know he It's sort of like he's always playful about it, but I think it is really like, you know, this is him growing up and stuff and, you know, in the 80s and all that. So, you know, it's like one of those things where I think like he's trying to get the most realistic kids possible and he's just a good director at directing kids, I think. Like, because you can watch any of his films that have kids in it. Even the most recent Thor film, like he has a good handle of how to direct kids and that's a very like hard art to master. I mean, there's... You know, few directors who have been able to harness that, and like you know, you could put Spielberg up there at the top of someone who's been able to harness like child actors so well. And then there's a handful of films here and there, like The Goonies and Stand By Me and stuff, where these directors have, you know, been able to, you know, harness that as well. But I mean, even if you're thinking about The Goonies, like Spielberg was there.
0: So <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then to yeah. deliver, you know, I think the film is aware of that. There's such deliberate reference to E.T. Yeah. Um, and like they've, you know, with Alameda sort you know, that's he's like, I've seen it four times. Yeah. You know, like, and she's constantly talking about yeah. it. You get these like, weird eyes. You know, yeah, he's like, you know, he's a pretty weird looking dude, but you know, on his planet, probably looked normal. <laughs> you know, just all like all these weird observations, but like, it's so like lovingly wrapped up in another film without feeling like, they're just harping on that. It's just like yeah. there's like a clear connection. It's nice to embrace that, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, James Rollison actually was just like an extra. He had, uh, I think, had gone out for another role and they thought like, oh, he wasn't going to be good enough for this. And they started like, you know, I don't know what role he originally went out for. I think it was one of the other smaller roles. But like he so basically they had done that like nine months in the pr- like in before they start shooting, they had like started the casting process and he was just an extra cause they liked him and they were like, well, we'll bring you out. You can hang out. And you know, he was hanging around set and just a day, a few days before shooting, like literally like two or three days, Tyka cast him to be the lead (laughs) because the original kid that he had for boy just wasn't working out anymore. So like Mm -hmm. I said, it was like a nine month gap from when they originally cast this kid and they said he was great, but like he had had a growth spurt. Like, and he yeah, was just yeah. like, whoa, he was just like, yeah, his mustache was almost as thick as mine. Like, <laughs> you know, like he had grown like, you know, six inches or something. So it was just like, whoa, this it isn't work. working. This is not working. Uh, yeah, so yeah. James Rolleston was like, you know, there and they were just like, dude, he's great. Let's just do this. And like I said, he was trying to cast them all like, you know, as close to the kids and characters as possible. And he was just basically like, you know, just learn the lines and all we have to do is just point the cameras at you so that was his idea um so yeah james rollison was just similar to boy and that was like you know that was it like
0: that, that kid great and that kid had like got a lot of tough shit to do
1: yeah definitely you
0: know like it's not just like i mean it worked a lot you know he's awkward a lot of the time especially with the other kid. that sort of works you know thing that's like amateur kid actor like kind of just forcing out the line it works there but then like there are moments where he has to be emotional yeah. have to like get things across and he has to tell the whole heart of the story and he does it does it really effortlessly i feel like i'm not watching a kid act yeah you know
1: yeah james rollinson is it's like one of those kids like it's a shame i think like if this film was made you know closer to today's time where taika waititi was being a little bit like you know getting more recognition and stuff that like he maybe would have had a better career off the back
0: yeah i've not seen him in anything else and like it's like the kid from world of people like blew up yeah yeah
1: yeah that's the thing i think like james rolleston could have had that sort of trajectory if taika waititi's like career had been more on the ups back then and boy, mm. was more of a thing back then, like, rather than just being this, like, it was big in New Zealand, but it wasn't anywhere big else. Anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of a shame. Like, so he's largely just done stuff in New Zealand. I think he was, like, on some advert for maybe Vodafone or something in New Zealand and stuff, you know. So he had that sort of popularity there. Uh, mm. he, he was in some film with uh, Cliff Curtis, who is, like, this New Zealand actor who, like, um, has crossed over into like, he was like in fear the walking dead, shout out, Ari, Um, and also mm-hmm. he was in, uh, he was in Hobbs and Shaw and stuff. So he's like kind of a interesting actor. And I didn't even clock that. He was actually the producer on this film. So that was kind of like, oh. was funny to see. But, um, yeah, James Rolleston did a film with him and stuff shortly after. And then like the most recent thing he's done is the breaker uppers, which is like a Taika Waititi produced film, I think. And, um, it's, yeah, it's got one of the women from, uh, from what we do in the shadows in it. I think the woman, I think the woman who plays, uh, Deacon's assistant or whatever that she just wants to become a vampire. Um, she's like <laughs> one of the leads in this film. Oh, and yeah. I remember that sort of kind of got a bit of buzz. Like I can't remember if it was like an LFF film or something or whatever, but I, I feel like we maybe showed it at the cinema for a bit. As well, it was just like one of those It was just there for a second sort of films. But yeah, it's kind of a shame. He hasn't done much since. Uh There's also Rocky mm-hmm. Te Aho Aho Eketoni Witu. Um, yeah. Also just awesome, like just amazing, just amazing kind of like how he got, you know, that much out of these two kids. Like TT said that these kids reminded me just of how much incredible talent we have here in New Zealand. Now our kids don't get many opportunities like this and to find a pair of boys so different and engaging as actors filled me with awe and pride. Sometimes it's difficult. There were the usual meltdowns you'd expect when you're working with kids. When you think of the performance they're giving you, you realize that they're saving your movie simply by just being in it. And then you forget the sulking and the demands for sugar. You just smile and say, thank you, Brett. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean Rocky's just like whole trajectory of being like this. Yeah, he's just the sweet boy who has he, you know, he's got these powers and that, like, you know, that he believes that he has. Sorry, I think I did that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I you before. Major and then the old guy just yeah, like I got to use your fan for good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The yeah, ET, he's the whole that the whole thing. Yeah, he's meant to be the ET of the movie. The ET, it, of it's the very film. story and yeah. finding out why he thinks that.
1: Yeah. ZT2 and ZT2 why
0: boy like, had told him that
1: killed his mother and stuff but even like yeah. this, like you would think the way that boy tells him that like it all it all almost comes off sweet like you know it all he's
0: trying to protect her. yeah he's trying to protect her yeah. and stuff and you it's don't so want to tell sweet. him it's like she yeah. died giving birth to you yeah you want to tell uh, him like, it's like your powers are you too, were too strong like it's yeah. so sad <laughs> yeah it's so yeah. fucking bad <laughs> yeah uh Oh uh, well, but Taika
1: Tycho plays uh, Alamein, aka Shogun. He said that he wanted to use his background in comedy to showcase different side to Maori men to move away from like the stereotypical performances because like he's like you you either have like this you know it's it's like a warrior or it's some like stereotypical bad guy big tough or bad big guy big tough yeah. bastard so he was just like something you never get to see is just like a goofy piece of shit like. like like just sort of like lame character he's like there are lame maori men and stuff like you know and that was like what i was trying to go for um and he said he also thought it was important for him to get the most out of the kids um from their performances and stuff and he did have like a couple of um casting sessions with different men who were going out for the role but he was just like I know what I want out of this role and it's important for me to get the best out of the kids so I don't want to spend time shaping an adult's performance when
0: he knew
1: what he wanted and he didn't want to neglect the great performances out of the kids so he just put Mm -hmm. all of his focus on the kids and I think that's why they're so awesome in this film.
0: I think it totally works. Yeah, putting himself in it, I think very much helped because yeah. uh, you know, you'd be working with them and then you'd have to like take that relationship you cultivated with them and try and project it onto another actor and yeah just like he can do it he clearly he's obviously a fucking really good actor yeah yeah so that was a good choice i think that really helped. really helped the movie i yeah. couldn't imagine it with anyone else
1: definitely not yeah like i said i mean he just looks so cool but then he's also like yeah I don't know he's he's, he's got con a con
0: man and he's a hunter yeah and the shit, he's got a good like, still, like really fucking funny
1: yeah he's got a good like face I'm kind of like the che- the cheekiness of of the character and then also yeah. like you know he can really bring out the sadness and stuff it's kind of like a surprising turn towards the end when you know they're at their graveyard and stuff and you know he's just really yeah sad. that I
0: forgot about yeah. that ending man I yeah. forgot a lot of this film and I remembered it at, like <laughs> yeah, that's good, yeah, yeah. I completely forgot. Well, no, I think I just remembered that our Taika is like barely in this. And that's the point, right? He's like, a, it's almost like a cameo. Like he's the not present father. Yeah, But we're watching him like, oh, he's actually in this quite a yeah, lot. Yeah, I forgot he's how really quick good he it. comes in. It's
1: really yeah, quick. exactly.
0: It's really quick. Yeah. And like, I forgot about the ending. I, always, yeah. I remember the ending of him just leaving and them on their own again but Descending from bad. Yeah. <laughs> that it's just like, you know, the, all three main characters that having to do the thing that they've never done, which is more in this one.
1: Yeah, and process
0: it properly. And process the grief yeah. of it and like be together in that. And, and maybe, hopefully, and like, grow.
1: Like, yeah. Like, he might
0: stick around and he might grow up a little bit. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think it's both of them. It's weird because they're what, like 20 years apart, the boy and Alamein.
1: Yeah.
0: But they have the same arc in yeah. this movie. They both have to like, you know, get to come to grips with reality and stop bullshitting.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that's so interesting that you could do that at the same time. You could have both like people at completely different points in their life experiencing the same thing mm. and for different reasons, you know, like, but also the same reason, which is yeah. just each other. But like, you know, and it it's the thing, it's like, you're Seeing it happen over and over again, like boy with his fantasies and Alamein doing the same thing, and it comes to a point where both stop being funny. Mm. And, like, if for, for, you know, for Alamein, I think it's that moment in the car we're talking about the fight, and he's like, Oh, what fight are you watching? We got some good hit, hey boy. <laughs> and it's just like, He's like, I don't know, it's like, Oh, you don't know anything, yeah. And then, you know, it's the whole thing with the go, and it's just like, dude, you fuck yeah like you th- you know you just got your arm kicked by like a fucking weed <laughs> gang and you got this little girl beat up and 12 for it yeah and it's just like so you're shitty. a piece of shit yeah you're a piece of shit and you have to realize that and then he's Stop like fucking scourging off your mom
1: and he's he's basically ruining like his kids lives and stuff as well you know it's just it's yeah it's, it's
0: beyond like, him at that point
1: yeah everything he touches just kind of like turns to shit <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh well, you know, you have a
1: couple of these extra kids and stuff. I mean, there's there's a lot of like kids. I'm not gonna go through them all, but you know like Falcon there's, Quest. There's the two the two like main girls and stuff that Boy hangs out with. There's the actual friend that obviously has a thing for boy and it maybe he has a thing for her and realizes it, mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of like a sweet little budding romance, um, which is uh Orangi yeah. T- Tior Hori. I'm not really sure how to say her name, sorry, is Dynasty. So she's the girl, the weed plants and all that, who's tending to the weed plants. Yeah. Yeah, like her little sister was, what was it? Falcon Crest?
0: Falcon Crest. What a name. That's a great name, dude. Yeah.
1: I think like her brother is the other kid, Dallas. Dallas and Dynasty.
0: Dude, it's amazing. TV sitcom names. Random TV shows. And I like that because it reminds me of like Madeira a little bit where it's like this It's always like a bit behind. Yeah. It's like this 1984 and they're just talking about like shirts from the 70s. Like <laughs> there's so many references to the Hulk in this. Yeah. And obviously the Hulk was still big in the 80s, but like the Incredible Hulk is like a big thing in this. And it's, and it's yeah. nice because, you know, Taika ended up doing kind of a Hulk movie and doing a good one. Um, But I, li- I like all the references. It feels very like realistic. Yeah. Like it's, it's like
1: I mean, they would have been you, born in the '70s as well, so their parents probably just would have called them Dynasty they're big in Dallas. Fat. So.
0: <laughs> but it's just—it's like it makes the whole thing feel dated and timeless yeah. at the same time. And then, of course, there's Ricky Lee,
1: Waipuka, Russell as Chardonnay, boy's dream girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another great
0: name, Chardonnay. Chardonnay, Jesus <laughs> Christ!
1: It was just like boy walking around like. You know, lying about all this stuff to his goat, which is hilarious. Like, just... Yeah, like, we're going to r- have dolphins yeah. and drink
0: champagne. He's yeah. yeah. just,
1: like, talking about, like... Um, like oh,
0: yeah, she invited she, me around. She gave give me a hickey? We got McDonald's.
1: You know, yeah. it, it kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> like, and he's, like, just <laughs> yeah. sucking his oh, neck the with vacuum the vacuum cleaner. cleaner.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's every... That's a good staple of any good, like, coming of age. Yeah. Really. yeah. We went McDonald's. It was yum. <laughs> and finally there's
1: uh rachel house's boy's aunt who does all the jobs he's like, she's like why don't you get a all. job and he's like yeah. i would but you took them all <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's like the yeah she's the, the store bus driver and yeah. the postman and she runs the shop she's great and she's she's one that keeps coming back in his films yeah I like that you know she's in all the people she's in ragnarok yeah she's very funny she's the only one to give like alamein like shit like actually yeah. called him out on his shit. Yeah, because she I really love that thing. She,
1: like she's the sister of the deceased wife slash mother or boy. So like, um, I don't I don't really get why she's not there more though. Like she's quite harsh to boy, and I get it. Like she's his auntie and stuff, and it's sort of like it's funny. Like she obviously cares about him. She takes up for him and stuff. But it's like, what is going on in that household? Because
0: <laughs> all those kids are left there. Like, By an, and they and like, with, even when with an
1: 11 year old kid,
0: but like, usually it's like an notes. old lady looking after them, yeah. And then when she goes, Yeah, boy, who looked after like why
1: them. isn't the auntie there?
0: <laughs>
1: I don't understand.
0: <laughs> She's too busy but She, she got like busy. 11 got jobs. jobs, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. one of her jobs is to sell, you know, snacks to kids. Snack time, the changes yeah. are coming.
0: Yeah, the one at the beginning, yep, that didn't count.
1: Yeah, that didn't. Uh, I had to get in my rucksack because I still have it in there from yesterday when
0: we were supposed to record in, oh. in person. Um, but we didn't. We did not. What do you got?
1: All right, well, I did really want to do one of the mills that, um you know, Boy made for his his cousins and his brother and stuff when he was just fed up because he was like, you know alamein was like letting him hang out and he was letting them drink a little bit and there was a party and stuff and his cousin comes yeah. in and she's just screaming she's like boy you haven't made us dinner and he just <laughs> like like oh, i'm gonna sick of you sick of you I'm of you and he just like comes in and just like pours them uh <laughs> he he has pieces of bread in a bowl and he pours milk over it and then puts sugar on top and I wanted to do that, but then obviously people were worried about my mental health and my yeah, uh, that maybe that I have had cow thing.
0: disease. Definitely. So
1: um, I got uh, boy, <laughs> balang, corn cornick. What the fuck, boy, boeing cornick. Barbecue Holy flavored shit. Uh, that's perfect. corn snacks? Corn chips? Like it's like one of those like It's called
0: boy. Is it foreign? Yeah. Boy.
1: It's from the boy. Philippines. Um that's thick So I mean it's not really a Polynesian island, but um mm. you know. It works. It's from that sort of neck of
0: woods. I yeah, I didn't even be, I wouldn't even boy, have thought it? to look for it. Yeah, I wouldn't even have thought to look for a snack actually called boy.
1: Yeah. I mean that's what it's called. Boy, mm. ba wang cornic, and they're like it, man. they're like little like you know you can see like just little corn. Yeah, they they,
0: look, they look like the good. yeah they look like the pretzel pizza that would oh that crunch. Mmm, 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 not mm-hmm. bad, good. You take that barbecue flavor?
1: That's actually kind of nice. Yeah. Sometimes barbecue flavor things can be a little too intense. This is like kind of, um, it's kind of like, you know, just subtle and it's kind of nice. And it also, it's funny, it's not quite like, you know, sometimes you can get these like corn corn snacks and they're like a little bit crunchier. This is like, it's crunchy, but it's not as, um, crunchy. it's got a little bit more air hard. in it or something. It's not as hard mm. Yeah. Uh, More airy nice. like a
0: puff, nice. like a puff.
1: Yeah, like a p- puff that is crunchy slightly, but not stale. I don't know. It's it's nice. It's a nice little snack. I like snacks like this. They're like nice little, you know, easy like an actual good. snack. You know, savory little.
0: <laughs> how how many um, how many um like tattoos drawn on with a f- like felt tip marker do you give it?
1: yeah <laughs> uh, i got to give four, but I'm definitely four, going wow. with the ones that are like, you know, left, uh, right, left, arm, right, <laughs> left yeah. arm, right, front, arm back. front, back.
0: <laughs> oh, man. What'd you get? I, w- I went with the the classic. I think what people would be expecting, you know, what's the, you know, thing they say most in this movie. Your egg. Your egg. <laughs> I'm going an egg poached egg and I was just like oh man I could go for like a cream egg I could go for like a kinder egg Um, couldn't find any so uh, but then I was just like struggling and then I saw and it was like a mirage and I was like oh my god perfect and I don't think I've tried these Harry bro fried eggs oh
1: wow so they're just all the fried eggs Wow. yeah
0: with egg flavors. <laughs> uh, I love this like vaguely threatening like line on the bag it just says kids and grown-ups love it so dot dot, dot. <laughs> so <laughs> so like what i have to love it too so you're um, gonna love it because
1: you're probably a kid or a grown-up
0: yeah i mean yeah because that's literally everyone okay well there's three flavors in here raspberry apple and lemon okay what do you think i should go for
1: so the lemons probably
0: smell the... so strong <laughs>
1: The lemon's probably like the classic one that's in all of the caramel yeah, like star mix it's got, packs.
0: It's got the yolk. Okay, it's not gonna have the same. Do crunch. you like
1: that style of sweet? Or, no, I don't. Because I, I don't.
0: No. I don't like. I. I don't to be like. Honest, I don't not like really sweet. To
1: the eggs, I don't know because of the, the like, egg whites. I don't mind gummies. You like the
0: gelatin, but like it's something bit. about the. <laughs> the actual bit around it yeah
1: that white chalky bit. bit whatever that's yeah. called I don't know because th- there's quite a few of those inside of star mix and stuff and yeah. like mm. th- those are my least favorite I'd rather just have like a gummy bear or something just throw there. them away. yeah
0: okay <laughs> yeah it's alright <laughs> I don't really like sweets <laughs> <laughs>
1: Try one of the others to see if the flavor is different.
0: I'm I'm gonna try um, I'm gonna try one of each. I think the raspberry will be good. I'm gonna try that one.
1: I'm thinking they're all gonna taste the same, but
0: me too. <laughs> Did that taste like
1: any hint of lemon at all?
0: The first bite done, okay. and then it's just chewy nothing. Yeah. yeah, just like whatever is in this. What's in this? Glucose syrup, <laughs> sugar, gelatin, acid. Acid. <laughs> acid. There's mango, orange, passion fruit, radish in this. Sweet potato. What? beeswax? What? Raspberry. Okay. Dude, it tastes fucking like sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. This should a ripoff. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, how many, how many school buses are you crashing with your magic powers? <laughs>
0: <laughs> two. Two? All right. Two. I have two, and that's as many.
1: Two fiery
0: crash. Two fiery busloads of kids just <laughs> falling to their death. Screaming. <laughs> Some of those screaming like, into the void.
1: cartoons are so funny. They're just drawn from Rocky's perspective.
0: I love the one of when Alamein pulls up. Oh yeah, the and the dark two. eyes, like, and, like and the like dark eyes. and the
1: eyes are just like. Bah.
0: It's really and, full like body Rocky looks so it? fucking really like scared. A, oh yeah, poor
1: little boy. One more little fun cast member that you blink and you miss him. Um, I actually caught it this time is uh, during the Imagine Prison Prison Escape when Boy is like talking about how his father escaped with the spoon. Ali, I almost forgot, yeah. Yeah, he's seen throwing a spoon around and it like hits a prison officer's eye and mm. uh, that prison officer is played by Stu Rutherford who plays Stu, Stu and What We Do in the Shadows. Who's My best
0: the- friend, Stu. <laughs> that was nice. That was a good cameo. Yeah.
1: Well, I stated earlier, the film was shot in uh, Wahao Bay where Taika Waititi is from. He said it was a really big family effort because it's like... A lot of his family and friends were around to help out behind the scenes and be extras in films. He was talking about like one of his uncles was like the best runner you could ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had everything set up like set up in a base, which was a at a, a mare or whatever, which is like a Maori sacred meeting house. Almost like a, I guess like a equivalent of a church or something. He said mm-hmm. they would all eat there. Uh, the kids slept there. Their production office was set up there. And then everything they shot was about five or ten minutes away. Uh, The only thing that they had to actually build was the cemetery because it was, like, too complicated to shoot in an actual Maori burial site. So Mm -hmm. they built that, and then he had his uncles come in to bless it. But it was he was told, basically, that, like, they couldn't shoot there because the gravestones were facing the wrong way, which caused, like, this really big, like, oh, my God, like, you know, (laughs) because the production designer did all this work and... You know trying to set everything up and then they lost a whole day to it, it having to flip it just had to go and fix it and everything but then apparently the next day his uh, uncles came in and they were like yeah this is good and they blessed it and it was all worked <laughs> out and it, he was just like yeah the energy was actually all better anyway mm, it was good, great good. it was beautiful um and then apparently like a a group of starlings just flew over and he was just like it's just perfect <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the music so like the original score was done by the New Zealand rock band the Phoenix Foundation and it would feature songs like uh, well some of their songs is the original score but then there was also like the soundtrack being done uh, that they compiled would feature songs like uh, French Letter and Dragons and Demons by the New Zealand reggae band called Herbs (laughs) Uh, there was Out of the Street by Space Waltz a lot of, there's like there's a lot of New Zealand artists and stuff on the soundtrack, which is cool. And then there's two of the best songs. <clears throat> there's the ending track of the film that the cast and everything does the thriller dance to. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, called Poi E by the Patea Maori Club, hmm. which was originally released in 1984. And because of the success of Boy in New Zealand at the time, when the film came out, it was re released in in the New Zealand charts and it reached number three. Oh, nice. Which is pretty cool. And then, of course, my favorite song of this, which was kind of funny, it popped up in Stranger Things. I feel like Stranger Things just keeps coming up. Again, this yeah. film, another hot, you know, it's film.
0: It's, it's funny. Yeah, just nice and tight and short. My lungs so need so to be- it's funny that we're ignoring on. the obvious show. To do a rewatch podcast on. <laughs> <With> Stranger Things. <laughs> Stranger Things.
1: Yeah, well I have thrown that out there. That was jokingly you do it. And I'm like, I don't want um, to. <laughs> 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 no one said that they wanted to yet. Yeah, they wanted us to.
0: Mm. They just keep talking about Young Sheldon.
1: One of the <laughs> one of the songs that popped up as Stranger Things, but it's also in this film. And it, I mean to be honest, it might have been the first time I really heard this song somehow. Um, maybe it just never made an impression on me before until I saw this film, but it was Pass the Duchy by Musical Youth. Holy shit, what yeah, a
0: cool ass song. That's a great song. I mean that's like a great song from my too. childhood. That was always playing. That's such a good song.
1: Yeah.
0: It's silly and fun and it's sung by a bunch of kids, so it's perfect. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So good. Boy premiered at the 2010 Sundance Film Festival. It was released in New Zealand in March of 2010. And it was a big hit there, making $9.32 million, surpassing the world's fastest Indian as the highest-grossing New Zealand film, a distinction that it would hold until Taika Waititi's Hunt for the Wilder People would (laughs) take to the crown in 2016. Now that might sound like it's a bit weird because hey, aren't the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and all that sort of stuff and there's other news, you know films that are That New don't Zealand. count. But yeah, the New Zealand Film Commission does not count those films, and obviously they are way higher gross. But yes. Taika Watities held the spot for many years and then he beat his own record.
0: It's like James Cameron.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. God, that talk we had during the Thor episode about James Cameron. I was editing it back earlier. I was like, "This is ridiculous." Uh. Uh, uh, he raised one hundred and ten thousand via crowdfunding on Kickstarter to distribute the film in the United States, which was like, you know, probably like one of the more prominent examples of crowdfunding in New Zealand at the time. So it didn't like do well. But like you know, when it came out originally, and like I said, it like it finally just is now. I think through the fact that um, sorry, what we do in the shadows and And the the wilder people, and and then
0: Thor, (laughs) just like bang, 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 yeah, Jojo Rabbit, and all that. So
1: yeah, it's just it's starting to come around. But I think more people should see this film. Uh, Mm. I'm glad that places like the Prince Charles Cinema are around to like show it every so often, to like you know just let people know, hey, this is fucking. Awesome ass movie exists and so you should watch it. It's really good. It's one of my favorite films.
0: It's great. It's so I good. It. Still think it's best film. Now having yeah. spoken about it for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I could watch it again. Like I yeah. I do I think it's just very touching. Mm. Very sweet film. And it's just hard to do. Like I really like coming of age movies. Like I wrote my dissertation on coming of age movies. Because they can be so profound because they touch to like One of the most like hardest things everyone the hardest thing everybody has to do, which is grow up. Yeah, I like how that is portrayed in like film to film. And honestly, this is one of the best I think I've seen. Maybe I'm giving it a lot of credit, especially because it's fairly new, but like I really like it. It it does everything I want from a coming of age film, which is like it's funny and sad all at once because that's just what life is like.
1: I mean, we've talked about one of the more fire coming of age films lately with uh, Stand By Me. And that <laughs> mm-hmm. does the same thing where it has these like great funny moments. But then also just like the moments that just like floor you with emotions of how like sad, just real they are. <laughs> you know, and that's what that's what makes those films good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. And I, you know, I, I think. You're you're right. It is one of the hardest things people have to do is growing up and stuff. But there's also something else out there that's pretty hard, Phil, for people to do. And you know, I want to hang on that because I want to know how you are feeling now. That we've made it through two weeks of you know feeling pretty good. Are you feeling groovy? Are you feeling good? Did I'm, you get made feel good by Billy Bob Thornton?
0: I would, you know, yeah. These films, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling groovy, man. Like, um, feeling groovy. Feeling groovy. Like this, this was a really welcome respite from uh, some yeah. of the bigger films we've been doing recently. You know, we've done a few arcs sort of back to back, and like the heavy hitters, and it's just like. It was nice to take a moment to step back and really, like, just work on ourselves and just talk about things we like, not for any other reason, but the fact that we like them. And yeah. They, they do give us comfort and help us sort of chill out. And that's hard to do, you know, and it's, like, mm. with that, I feel like I've recharged a little bit, you know, my energy yeah. level to coming back up and, like... That's pretty good. You uh, know, like, you know, like, I feel optimistic about the future and, like, whatever... Whatever we do next, you know, like I can carry this new sort of um, positive energy with me.
1: Yeah. Well, it's pretty good, though, because I got this uh, uh, draft letter, apparently. Um, oh, OK. You and I, uh, it's, it's good you're feeling good because you're going to need it because Phil.
0: Why? What are we doing?
1: Um, We've gotten drafted into war fuck and you know what that's good for Hollywood movies
0: (laughs) absolutely nothing (laughs) yeah next week
1: ladies and gentlemen um,
0: I don't want to go to war
1: I'm sorry Phil I don't want to to. to. but Phil I'm sorry you're gonna have to I'm
0: diabetic I'm have a gammy leg I'm Uh, hard hard of hearing they're gonna Um, they're gonna
1: you know what can they don't I fake they don't really what care. can they're I think can I shoot you know, myself it's 20, now in it's the fur? 2022 Phil they're gonna just sit you in front of a drone machine you're just gonna be uh, bombing wh- wh- little wh- children I stuff. don't
0: want to do that especially well, I'm don't want to do that
1: just what you have to do now. why who
0: decided the patreon going up
1: that's part of growing up
0: Phil it's going to war yeah. it's the next bit
1: yeah well better get used to it because that's what we're doing next week so um, we'll see you next week uh we're starting a war season and Phil's got to go to war. I've got a go of work.
0: Yeah. But mostly me. You'll just be Suck watching. Suck
1: it up. Suck <laughs> it up. Suck it, it up, Phil. Suck yeah. it up. You know?
0: But you miss you know. Billy Bob Thornton now. Just me It's going to be my mantra. Just
1: just make me feel
0: good. Just, this just, 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 make, just make me feel to good. Just, to... Come on, Kirk Duck. Let's make me feel good.
1: Make me feel good. We'll see you next week, guys. Hit us up on Patreon. <laughs> Support us. We're going to need it
0: yeah then, then like armor like body armor and boots socks we need socks socks we need socks, socks. at least That's one good take care thing. of your feet you man care,
1: you can take care of your feet take if care of your feet from Force Gomp, is take care of your feet
0: exactly <laughs>
1: <laughs> this podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective home of the Pod Charles Cinecast Caged In Coppola Connections A Town Limery Maine Franchised and many more to come